Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad and Wolfman's Got Nards, and you are listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast, episode number 223. Tonight we're talking about 1987's Near Dark. I'm one of your co-hosts. We got Todd, Steve, and Joe. I believe this is our first episode, Samless. So rest in peace to her. She's not dead, but she's just off the pod. So <laughs> we miss her. Um, gentlemen, how's it going? Hello. Hello. I'm surprised you remember the uh, episode. Oh, hello. Todd, it's been so long since you've been around. I'm a professional. I... Uh... <laughs> looked at steve's invite before i said anything so nice <laughs> well welcome back todd we definitely missed you uh on the pod it's uh it's been it's a while over, it's, over, it's been over 70 years <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, been what so, two weeks two episodes three episodes something like that yeah you, yeah you missed two so it's been three episodes yeah. so. i'm glad i missed i know what you know because that movie sucks yeah uh, <laughs> that is a I, I agree so steve, yeah steve was definitely the most negative on it yeah i hate it in fact yeah. i watched it Rewatched it maybe five years ago. I'm like, what is this fucking trash? Part one, you know, after rewatching it, it's not so bad, but part two is really, really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Jack, Jack Black. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole conversation about that. Yeah. Have you ever seen oh, the third one, Todd? No. I got to say, I'll, like, I think it cool? it's, it's my favorite one of the three. <laughs> like, it's it's I, just... I'll always know, right? Yeah, I'll always know. I think they just, it's like they knew what they needed to do and they just have fun with it, you know, more so than the other ones. They don't take themselves too seriously and stuff like that. And yeah, it really wasn't that terrible. I mean, it's not good, but still liked it more than the other ones. I'm surprised there's not like 20 of them, like um, yeah. wrong turn. Yeah, I, I, that is very surprising. It's, it seems like one of those franchises they would have exploited over the years, but I guess it did that poorly that nobody really wanted i know they did that tv show that uh, sam had talked about there so yeah wasn't there a remake or is that the tv show it's a tv show the tv show yeah that crashed and burned one season one and done (laughs) yeah absolutely joe anything going on with you no nothing really too exciting unfortunately um just playing vr that's been about it you know i'm excited they've announced some uh ghostbusters vr today which we were talking about offline so that will be really fun and uh hopefully more horror titles to be coming i still have yet to play blair witch so that will come eventually and i'll give my full review have you played any horror titles yet no not really honestly i need to i need to get on the ball i've just been like so focused on uh my golf game (laughs) that's all that's really all i've i've played on there so i haven't really fully immersed myself in it yet i I really need to get more out there with my gaming titles but you know just yeah yeah they also announced uh, the sequel to the walking dead saints and sinners i Um, saw that yeah that that's pretty cool and um there was another horror title that uh Oh, they, they added, added a mode. Evil, yeah. yeah, they added a mode to Resident Evil 4, which apparently is like one of the best games on VR right now. So maybe I'll check but, it out. I don't know. How, do you, how do you move in RE4 that, though? Yeah. That's why I got to check. It's the movement that'll make or break my decision. But I, I assume, yeah, but teleporting is, I mean, it's tough because you got those, like if you played Resident Evil 4, the regular game, like they're constantly coming after you. So teleporting would be kind of difficult yeah. i don't know maybe they figured they must have figured out something because it's so highly regarded so hopefully 
Yeah, I like when the, the VR games close your eyes for you in the game before you do anything. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I mean, it does that in the mini golf game too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that works. But missing out on all these titles because I get seasick with the freaking mm. headset. Are you guys excited for Texas Chainsaw? I know it's not VR, but the Texas Chainsaw video game coming out. I don't know. Like, Evil Dead's coming out first, like, pretty soon, actually, I think mm. in May. Uh, it's just, I don't like that type of game. You know, that's the problem. Like, uh, Dead by Daylight mm. and the Friday the 13th game. It's just, I don't know. Unless you have a big group of friends to make it work and everyone takes it seriously enough to actually do what you need to do, the game's just not right. that fun, you know? Um, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. That te Texas Frightmare next week, the developers are going to be there and they're doing a panel for the game and i think they're gonna show some gameplay footage so if i can make it i'll i'll report back on it but we'll see i think i'm gonna is it be next robert week? Is it i'll next probably be in month? robert england's line next week a, a week from oh, today next, oh i thought it a was week from friday month. no oh. april 30th so it's in 10 days oh shoot I, that's why i can't go because i thought it was next month yeah right, let me well, let me look at if it you, if you can make it tickets i think are still available for friday for the whole weekend so yeah cool and just uh a note for our discord since we're not doing questions this week i figured i'd mention it here at the top of the show uh we are doing our movie uh, club review or hangout on uh, friday the day this episode is released uh what we're doing this month is unfortunately philosopher so this is a movie that's highly regarded by the horror community i do not understand it one bit i think it's an absolute garbage movie but I respect other people's opinions and I hope somebody in the group actually likes it so I can know what exactly I'm missing. I watched it twice already. This will be my third time for this review. So if you'd like to join in on that conversation or any conversation, just send us a message. You can join our discord. We'll send you a link. It's free. There's nothing like that. There's no paying or anything like that. And we're going to choose the movie for next month and keep it going. So it's been a lot of fun for the people who have joined and hopefully some of you will be able to make it this time. Cool. So, uh, where do we start? Want to do some news first, or? All righty, guys. Let's start with a little bit of horror news this week. Uh, nothing like crazy dropped uh, this week for the horror news, but we do have a couple of exciting developments. The first being with uh, Lionsgate Pictures, who uh, apparently want to start reviving some of these horror franchises. So the biggest two that came out this week was that Lionsgate um, is plotting their return of the Leprechaun uh, franchise. So uh, Bloody Disgusting reported on this. And uh, so right now uh, they said Lionsgate is actively seeking out pitches for the next Leprechaun movie. Uh, Darren Lynn Bosman, apparently, who of course from Saw fame, um, is one of apparently the big pitchers in wanting to... Uh, get out there and make a leprechaun movie uh as far as the return of warwick davis for this role that is to be determined i suppose uh you know he is getting up there in age i think uh you know we might not see warwick back maybe we'll see lyndon porco back i think he did a great he did a yeah, really good job porco back he's good uh, in he's his young. last in uh, the last leprechaun movie that came out so will the fans accept it i don't know but it seems like a return to form for the Leprechaun franchise, hopefully. So we'll keep you updated on that. And then the other big title that Lionsgate is currently looking for active pitchers for 
is the Blair Witch Project franchise. Uh, obviously, really exciting news for me as I am a big fan of the Blair Witch Project. Uh, no other news as far as that, just that they're looking for uh, active pitchers here. But, um, you know, whether, you know, they'll bring like Adam Wingard back, who did uh, the last Blair Witch movie, or do they bring back like Eduardo Sanchez and Ben Rock, who created the original? That's to be seen. I've always thought the best idea for a Blair Witch uh, movie would be a prequel. And we see the uh, origin stories of uh, Ellie Kedward, um, the original, you know, the the actual Blair Witch, or even possibly a backstory on uh, Rustin Parr. So, you know, we'll see where they go from here. But two big horror franchises, it, it looks like, maybe coming back. So, yeah. Any thoughts, guys? Eh, we'll see. I mean, Lyndon, Lyndon's good. Bring him back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be uh, Warwick Davis. I mean, whatever. But uh, Blair Witch, I don't, you know, I think you leave that one alone personally. I don't know where you would go mm-hmm. with it. Like, a, I feel like um, a prequel, we've probably seen like the old Witch in the Woods movie before. Um, right. Maybe like a sequel, direct sequel to the original and forget Book of Shadows, even though I know you like that one, but forget that mm-hmm. one. And then maybe have like a surviving cast member come back and then takes them to the woods or something, I don't know, something like that, but explore uh, directly after the 99 version. Wasn't the uh, the kind of remake that, wasn't it kind of a sequel? I don't remember if it was a, so, re- yeah, it was kind of like I mean, a requel, right? Sort of, yeah. So like it was like uh, Heather's brother, I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was Heather's brother uh, going out looking for her like 20 years after her disappearance or something like that. So yeah, I guess you'd call that somewhat of a sequel. I liked that one a lot, though. It was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought... So like there was a whole thing about, uh, if you remember, the extraterrestrial um, angle. A lot of fans thought that um, basically that, you know, Wingard had come out and said that it was... uh, The Blair Witch was... Uh, potentially an alien you know and like if you remember at the end of the movie there were like those weird lights and stuff like that and there was you know like a whole bunch of fan theories that came out after that so I really hope they don't go that direction because I would not like that but we'll see and we'll see where these two franchises go I mean I I think it's always good to keep these franchises alive and well you know because I don't know it's just like I don't know it's kind of like just comfort horror at this point you know it's like it's still fun to see, even if they're not great movies, it's still fun to see those franchises uh, live on in some way, I think, anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, so the next bit of news here is, uh, man, this meme of Robert Eggers Nosferatu has been like running wildfire in the horror community. This fake poster of Willem Dafoe as Nosferatu. Um, it's been driving me fucking insane because like everyone thinks it's real and I'm like, man, you guys. I thought it was real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Defoe wasn't even spelled like correctly. I thought it was real. Right. I'm gullible. But, no, hey, that, I mean, no. But... Perfect casting though, dude. Well, yeah, he, agreed. He's done it before. No, so, I mean, right. right. He did a Shadow of the Vampire. That's kind of what they're going with here. So, mm-hmm. does he, would it be weird to, to have him reprise that role? I, I don't know. Nah, he's great. He is yeah. Great. yeah. I think... I, I think it could work again with him, especially with like a whole different director and stuff like that. And I don't even think that one was even that popular that the one he originally was in. Um, but I could be wrong. I never saw it. So, uh, but uh, anyway, so this thing was running like wildfire all over the internet, people thinking it was true and stuff. And you know, why not? Right. Like you see like a million people talking about it and websites 
you know, reporting on it and stuff. But of course, not true. Uh, we even reported on this a few weeks ago on the show that it was on indefinite hold due to Harry Styles dropping out of the project. Well, we get a little more clarification this week from Robert Eggers, of course, who is currently uh, promoting his new movie, The Northman, which will be releasing very soon, the new Viking revenge tale from him. Uh, he was, of course, asked about this Nosferatu movie, and uh, what he said was, he doesn't even know what is going on with this movie. He said, uh, getting straight to the point uh, in this interview, he just said, dude, I don't know. It's fallen apart twice. I've been trying to get the word out because the word did carry um, that Harry Styles was going to be in the movie. I just want to be clear that he was going to be uh, Hutter and not Nosferatu himself. He said, I've been trying so hard and I just wonder if um, it is just not going to happen for me. Uh, so that is basically the word on that. Uh, I would love to see it happen, but as of right now, it doesn't look like this movie is going to be happening uh, anytime soon. So those rumors of Willem Dafoe coming on to play or anything can officially uh, on this show be shot down to you, for you guys. I know that it is not true. Maybe it will be true. Maybe Dafoe does come and play Nosferatu eventually in this hopeful... I think... This will be this is Egger's passion project movie, though. I think eventually it will get made, but it might take a few more years before we see this project actually come to light. Um, all right, before you move on to the uh questions, I just have a question for you guys and everyone listening. So, if you want to hit us up on Discord or on social media, uh, obviously, we're all big horror fans. Uh, we listen to this, we watch horror movies, and presumably, we have a lot of non horror friends, family members, uh, coworkers, whatever the case may be. And especially on Facebook, I see a lot of people like kind of putting out posters and articles and movie news that we know is fake because we follow horror so much. Do you guys correct them or do you just let them live in their fantasy? Like, for example, I see like the Beetlejuice 2 poster all the time, you know, the one with uh, Lydia and uh, Beetlejuice kind of hiding their face as confirmation of that coming soon or i mean a ton, i see stuff all the time that I, I know is fake but i resist the urge to say anything because i don't want to be that guy you know i don't want to be like well actually <laughs> blah, blah blah i know this 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 so do you guys correct or do you guys just let it go uh, i'm pretty much like you i'd say like maybe like 25 percent of the time it, it's like depends on my mood if i'm just in like a mood that day and i'm like oh, i've fucking seen this a hundred times i'm finally just gonna say something to someone uh but for the most part i just let it go i'm just like eh, whatever but yeah there, there is that's those certain moments where i'll just snap and be like this isn't fucking real <laughs> joe's just snapping i picture you like sweating at your computer trying to not respond <laughs> right uh yeah i, I don't i don't that ever because it gets you in an argument sometimes. I remember I got in an argument with this girl in my last job about um, Titanic 2 being a thing. I'm like, no, I saw the fake, same fake trailer you saw. Titanic new, Titanic 2, how would that be a thing? No, I saw it. It's a trailer. It's coming. I'm like, whatever, dude. You watch Titanic 2 then. Uh, I'd like to correct you, Todd, on that. There is a Titanic 2, and it is what? available on Tubi. Oh, my God. There is. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, I just watched right before jumping oh on the show Titanic no. 3, which is Titanic 666. Okay, but it, those are horror yeah. movies, though, I'm imagining, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not like with Jack Dawson. Not with no, like this, uh, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Yeah. No, this, this, had, this had them thawing out Jack. Yeah, so, I, saw, oh, I saw okay, the trailer. Yeah. It's, actually, it's actually a great trailer, but uh, <laughs> it has like a, like a 
dance version of My Heart Will Go On and stuff as the soundtrack, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. Uh, but yes, there is a Titanic too. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like I, to me, it's just I don't want to look like the know-it-all jerk, you know. Uh, but sometimes, I'm sure, it, if you do, you go actually. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, I pull up my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but sometimes it's hard. Like, yeah, I see some things. I'm just like, and a ton of people are commenting about it. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> You're going to be so disappointed when you find out this does not exist or probably will never will. Anyway, I was just curious when you talked about because I did see the Nosferatu poster quite a bit over the last few weeks. So, yeah, it was ridiculous. I saw I'm in like so many different horror groups and I must have saw that fucking poster like 50 times and I was like, it was driving me insane. Uh, but speaking of uh, Dracula and vampires, um, Ryan uh, Renfield, the new Nicolas Cage dracula movie has officially wrapped on filming it will be releasing in theaters april 14th 2023 so keep an eye out for that, that still uh, i awful. am super interested that still was so <laughs> bad oh the picture of him yeah i know it's out of context but geez <laughs> i mean it's a horror comedy so i feel like it's gonna be fun yeah. at least you know yeah but we'll see. His new movie is supposed to be like great. It's like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. It's like insane. But we'll see. All right, let's keep this Dracula news going. We are doing vampire movie tonight, right? So might as well keep it going. Um, this one being sad news, of course, uh, as Karen uh, Kusama, famous uh, horror uh, woman horror director who uh, has done, um, why can I think of it right now? Jennifer's Body and The Invitation. Uh, she is actually uh, was supposed to be making a Dracula movie, um, which I had no uh, idea about this. Apparently, she was hired to uh, do a Dracula movie for uh, Blumhouse and Merrimax Pictures. Well, unfortunately, it will not be moving forward as uh, it has uh, been reported by THR. Uh, Merrimax is, uh, has exited the project, which uh, has completely torpedoed uh this production and which was supposed to actually take begin next month. Um, but apparently um, it has been completely shelved and it does not look like it is going to be happening um, anytime soon, if ever. So kind of sad. Cause actually I would love to see her take. Uh, I loved, I mean uh, the invitation and Jennifer's body also a pretty solid horror movie. So I would have liked to have seen her take, on uh the dracula mythos but we may not be seeing it so sad news there all right next bit of news here is hey if you are a horror collector and have a hundred thousand dollars plus of expendable income jack torrance's screen used axe from the shining is currently up for bid on auction uh it is currently at a high bid of around fifty five thousand dollars but they're expecting it to reach a hundred thousand plus uh if you know you you got that money go and put a bid in uh over on uh prop stores website so you guys want to put our money to, in i would love to get that that'd be amazing <laughs> I, I, I saw mean, that's it. a holy grail yeah. item. Yeah, I, I saw it once. It was at Planet Hollywood in Orlando for a little while. I guess, mm -hmm. uh, but they closed it, so I guess uh, they're selling their stuff. Their stuff. If I off. worked at Planet Hollywood, I would totally steal that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know where it went. Right, there's they have so many props they wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that'd be that's like definitely one of the top horror items like ever, right? 
Uh, and oh, what makes what makes this one a really top horror item is that because there aren't like a ton of sequels and stuff, you know, like a Freddy's glove would obviously be amazing, but there's been so many mm-hmm. of them over the years that it's, you know, this is like a huge piece. So that's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. From what I've heard, there's like uh, about 20 in existence, obviously not all of them screen used, but about 20 production made ones. Um, from what I'm hearing about this one is uh, Kirk. Uh, everyone seems to think Kirk Hammett is going to be the, the winner on this one because apparently he obviously is a massive horror collector um from Metall- Kirk Hammer from Metallica and uh he is a massive shining fan so apparently from what I've heard he's gonna he's going in big on this one. Surprise Guillermo del Toro doesn't buy it for his museum house he could, he's got yeah he might or too I'm sure this, they could Right. We could see a, a bidding war between, I mean, obviously that's someone who's going to get it. It's not going to be a, a yeah, regular Joe. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be someone super rich, someone who owns a museum or a uh, really uh, famous, probably private collector. But I went to Kirk Hammett's uh, private collection tour he did. Um, it came to uh, a museum uh, in town and it was fucking awesome. He had like the like crazy, like uh, he had like all of these uh, original like movie posters, like from like the classic Universal Monsters and stuff. It was it was wild. It was really cool. I'll send you guys. He had some really cool props too, but the posters were, was really impressive. Uh, all right, next bit of news here is um oh fans of Pennywise and it who w- might want to go and check out uh, Las Vegas, uh, Escape It Pennywise the Escape Room will be heading uh, hitting Las Vegas. Uh, sometime this summer. So this unparalleled uh, attraction will include more than 20 interactive rooms, state-of-the-art special effects, lighting, animatronics, and live actors to create a fully immersive and terrifying experience. 20 rooms Uh, is gigantic. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. legit. Uh, Yeah. uh, So Escape It will be uh, conveniently located less than five minutes from the Strip. So pretty cool coming soon. All right. They're also, they just uh, recently unveiled uh, the Blair Witch escape room and also the Saw escape room. So fucking you can go to Vegas now and have a, a hell of a time with all these new horror related stuff there. I know they used to have Eli Roth used to have him, but I think that got shut down um, not uh, a few years back. But Zach Baggins, I know, has his little haunted um, museum there. Uh, so, yeah. A lot of stuff to do for horror fans in Vegas. And my final bit of news here, uh, once again for the collectors and NBA fans, as uh, Kawhi Leonard has unveiled and New Balance have teamed up to reveal a Goosebumps line of sneakers. Um, They are actually like really, really cool. Um, So they will be priced at $160. And if you're a fan of Kawhi Kawhi Leonard or Goosebumps, a cool little uh, thing you could add to your collection there. Um, Yeah. So that is it. And that is it for horror news this week, guys. Awesome. Sweet. So before we get into somewhat watch, I think Todd, it's been a while. So oh. going to bring back a little Todd f- favorite. Oh, Deadly Grounds coffee. Oh. <laughs> Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. 
I'll go first. Um, I watched one from 88. I believe it's a Korean or Japanese film. I forget. But it's called Evil Dead Trap. I think we talked about it like a year plus ago. Um, but it is... No, it's Japanese for sure. So this late night kind of newscast girl, she does like, you know, 12 o'clock kind of special edition late night bullshit newscast, right? And she has people send her in videos, like some of them are creepy, weird, whatever. Then she gets one that looks like a snuff film. Um, so through some detective work, her and her film crew figure out where it was filmed and it's like an abandoned military place or whatever. They go there and then wonky shit starts happening. You got um, spirits, you got people running around and killing people because they want to sacrifice people to the spirits. It's very weird, but the, uh, the kills are awesome. They're extremely inventive and they come out of nowhere sometimes. Like you have this one girl, right? She's walking around and these giant spikes come out of the walls and just impale her in a bunch of different ways. And it's all practical. It looks awesome. But, you know, it did drag on a little bit too long. Like it could have been maybe 15 minutes shorter and had more of those kills back to back instead of like one kill and, and then talking, one kill and talking and so on. There's some good nudity in it for the nudity lovers. And I honestly think that Malignant uh, either borrowed, borrowed, honored, or stole some stuff from this because the twist is that it's kind of a little fucking, um, like, what do they call it? A, a twin that's attached but this one is inside you and it's like fucking gruesome because it comes out and like it gives birth to it and everything but uh it's talking to him the whole time uh similar to malignant so evil dead trap 1988 there is a cool blu-ray out of it i forget who puts it out but yeah if you ever see it on like tubi or something i highly recommend it for the kills alone but other than that it's nothing you have to run out to try to hunt down that actually sounds pretty awesome it's pretty cool <laughs> Uh, I only got one this week, um, and it was a rewatch, one I hadn't watched in a while, and uh, that is The Collector. Um, it was on TV, so I decided to just give it a watch. Um, so this one is about um, these cons who decide to uh, rob a house to pay back uh, some sort of debt, uh, and they basically pick the wrong house because there's another gentleman in there also trying to rob this same house, essentially, and he... He's basically psychotic and uh, sets all these traps and has like all these like crazy traps and whatnot. And yeah, it's basically them trying to survive um, this, this psycho, this, uh, and this movie is like super underrated. Um, you, you know, it like it's talked about, but I don't think it's talked about enough because it's actually like really uh, quite an awesome movie. The traps are all really um, pretty cool. I think maybe because a lot of people consider it kind of like a saw ripoff, which I guess in some ways it is, but in a lot of ways, it isn't uh, at the same time. And I also like the sequels actually really solid too, uh, the collection. And I think there there was talk about a third one coming out, but I feel like it got it got uh, it got like uh, put on uh, hold or something like that. But I would love to see a third one. I think this could be a great franchise to continue on with. But the collector in general, definitely the best of the two. Um, but the collection has a better scene. If anyone remembers, there's like this crazy uh, dance club scene in the sequel that's fucking insane. Um, but great, really cool gore. Um, you know, great traps and the ending of the, of the collector is really, really awesome. So I, I definitely recommend this one. Definitely, uh, one I think is worth a uh, revisit if you haven't seen it in a while. And if you've never seen it, definitely check it out. It's also a great rack in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen that. Um, I haven't seen past that first opening scene in the collect collection for some reason. Mm. Like I remember I got it's sidetracked solid. and just never watched it again. I need to try it out. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty good. It's definitely not as good as the original, but it's still it's a solid sequel. 
right. Um, so my first one this week is a 2022 film that I watched over on Netflix, and it's called Choose or Die. So the movie starts off with uh, a guy, he's playing on his like old school DOS computer, and he's playing like an adventure game. And all of a sudden, he's like, this new screen pops up and he doesn't know really what it is. It seems to be a choose your own adventure, but like the written form, you old school gamers might remember those. I know I do. So um, he's not sure quite what to make of it. Then he, he like finishes off his beer as he's looking at it. And the game asks, would you like another beer or would you like something else? I forget what the other option was. And he's like, well, I want another beer. He, he puts yes. And then another beer just pops up on his desk. He's like, what the fuck's going on? And then he thinks it's a really cool thing. And then asks another question that's relevant. And then finally, out of nowhere, it's like his uh, son and wife are having like a argument in the other room. And it says, would you like your wife's ears to be cut off or your son, your son's tongue? And he has to make a choice. And then it starts saying, choose or die, choose or die. And all of a sudden he starts having like crazy, like headaches and he's like, freaking out and the game's going crazy because he has to make a choice or he gets killed and then he makes his choice i won't say what it is for the you know review and stuff something happens and then he gets rid of that tape and it takes place a little bit later where these two teens find this tape in like some discarded box and they put it in and they start playing the game and the choices get more and more intense and that's kind of the premise of the film uh, I thought it was a really cool premise using a 1980s, like kind of choose your adventure games. And the first half hour really show what this story can be. And it's really gruesome and it's violent. Uh, the first game that like the second person is doing is really brutal and really like raw. And I was like, shit, this is a really cool movie. But then it takes a fucking turn that just makes no sense. And it just completely takes a nosedive from there. And the other hour, it's like an hour and a half movie, was just no good. Like it, it just, I don't know if it was that terrible, like it was okay, but I was so disappointed at the potential this movie had and then that unrealized potential that I was just kind of pissed off. Uh, it's also, also be noted that it says starring uh, Robert England, who does the voice of the game, but you never actually see him in the movie. So it's just one of those things, I guess, that also is annoying but uh yeah it wasn't for me and maybe some people like it Uh, i love the 80s game vibe like i said but to me it's a pass so that's choose or die over on netflix it kind of i do that is a really cool premise so that's a bummer it wasn't that good but uh it kind of reminds me that other one we reviewed todd with the board game beyond something or Beyond the Gates. I Beyond think the Gates. Yeah yeah. 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 With Barbara Crampton. Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Great uh, idea, but not great execution. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a floppy disk, Steve, that they were using? For the no, game? it was a, uh, what was it? I think at first it was a floppy disk, but at second it was like a tape. You know, uh. I forget what the format is, but it's a really old school format that they used yeah. to have. It almost looked like an eight track. Oh. I remember playing games on floppy disk, man. That, oh, me too. Oh, me too. Geez. How many times it's like change to disk three, change to disk one, <laughs> change to disk five. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Different time. Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I wonder what England got paid just to voice it for a second so they can top bill them. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. My next one, my last one is a 2022 film called The Cellar, currently on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Watched it from Steve's recommendation, and long story short, I enjoyed it. Didn't like it as much as Steve, but I'm pretty close up there. 
won't give a lot of spoilers since it's brand new for everybody, but this uh, family moves into like this old, basically like mansion type house, right? And it's creepy, right? So it's got a cellar that's like all dark and dank and shit. And of course, like stuff immediately starts feeling wrong. Then it has like these old runes and stuff like etched or painted or whatever on top of each door. Um, there's some, I think it's Latin or Hebrew or something. Uh, at the bottom of the the steps in the cellar so you're automatically like what the fuck is this like is it containing an entity is it um a trap whatever it is um and then right in the beginning like the teenage daughter starts freaking out and she has like bad vibes from this house right so i'll end it there i did really like where it went and i can see why steve in his review said some people won't but i liked that they decided to go that route well acted except for some of the kids stuff i mean they could have been a little bit better and it sucks because they're kind of a focal point at sometimes but um elijah or no alicia what's her name alicia cuthbert cuthbert she's in there she's looking good and she's definitely um um carries a story and yeah i think it's a solid one for 2022 it's probably my lower top 10 right now and i judging on how the year will turn out it might not stay there but solid one on shutter so the seller all right um, so I'll keep my thoughts about the seller for next week. So I'm going to talk about another movie, another 2022 film for my last wet watch that I watched over on Tubi. It is the movie I mentioned just a little bit earlier, Titanic 666. This is a Tubi original, if that's anything to go by. Uh, in this one, they are going to set sail to Titanic 3 because there's a Titanic 2, like I mentioned before. Uh, so they're about to set sail to Titanic 3 as an homage to the people who, uh, you know, have pa- tragically passed away on the Titanic. So they go on this uh, expedition with a bunch of some of your favorite people, social media influencers <laughs> and rich people, uh, to kind of plug the new, you know, Titanic that they're going to start running cruise lines on. So on the ship, there are there's this collector guy who has old... Uh, pieces from the original Titanic that he's salvaged and he's showing them off in some kind of like display on the ship. Meanwhile, this uh, girl is very upset about it because she says that that belongs to the dead and they should have never been like brought up from the sea. So she does this like kind of spell on one of the items and the spirits of the dead come back and tried to get their items back by killing the people who are either wearing the jewelry or have pieces of the collection on them. And of course, by doing that, they possess someone to break the ship to the point where they don't have control over it. And shocker, they hit an iceberg. (laughs) And the rest of the story takes place as the ship's going down. So obviously, this is a terrible movie because it's a Tubi original and not a lot of them are very good. But I gotta say, I was actually super impressed by the special effects of this movie. Like they're not terrible, especially for a movie like this. Uh, when you see the Titanic, it actually looks good. It uh, It's really cool. So yeah, it's, you know, not necessarily something I would recommend, but I'm not mad that I watched it. So that's Titanic 666 over on Tubi. So, so that is a direct sequel to the sequel? I haven't seen Titanic 2. It keeps getting recommended to me. Um, so stupid. But assuming that if they're calling it to Titanic 3 in this one, that huh. it is a sequel to the sequel. So. All right. It's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if it was filmed on the Queen Mary because they always use that for... Oh, no. It wasn't filmed. It was filmed on some shitty sets because all the, oh, okay. in, all the <laughs> interiors are not great. 
it's the gotcha. exteriors that actually look like the CGI actually looks mm. decent. So that was surprising. All right, that's all you had, right, Joe? That was it for me. Trivia. The points are all as right. Well, as... hold oh. hold on. Oh no! Oh no! I thought I forgot. Before, before we do uh, trivia, of course, we're starting over. Of course, uh, are we Todd's... at zeros? Yeah. For the quarter. For the quarter. Yeah. Because we haven't done anything this quarter yet. Ah. Yes. Yeah. So, because I won last quarter, mm-hmm. I have officially picked my punishment movie. Oh, no. So, get ready, folks. You can watch it all for free on Tubi. So, you can <laughs> join in the punishment as well for Todd and Steve. And the movie I picked is from 2021, starring Bill Obers Jr., oh, of no. all people. So, you know, might be a little excited for it. The movie is called Tickles the Clown. So uh, this movie. Sounds like a winner. (laughs) So I will read the plot synopsis here. The year is 4044 as the battle between the bloodthirsty Illuminati forces (sighs) and the human resistance rages on. Tickles the Clown, a.k.a. the Mauler of Innocence, escapes the gag and tag prison camp and joins the Illuminati forces. Hold your screams in space. No one can hear you laugh. So there it you go. Even, it doesn't even have a ranking on Letterbox. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. There's not. There's not enough uh, ratings. But All you know right. what? Uh, it's only 75 minutes. So you know, I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts. The director BC14. That's got to be like a stage name, right? <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want his name associated. <laughs> Seriously, because he directed so I, Big Big Bigfoot versus Illuminati. <laughs> um trump versus illuminati <laughs> <laughs> and uh bigfoot versus megalodon this has got to be like a random guy dang i wish i saw the trump versus the illuminati because i totally would have had you guys watch that <laughs> oh it's on tubi too yeah it's on, it it's on my list i'm, I'm curious <laughs> chinese clone donald trump and he survives earth destruction <laughs> by escaping maximum security lab what the fuck <laughs> I watched that. So, hey, it's got it's got Bill Overs Jr. So how bad can it really be? I mean, he's he's a pretty good actor. Although he's been in some real dog shit <laughs> movies I've seen. So. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. I think I saw him in. Yeah, God, there was. I'm trying to think of the other movie I saw him in that was really really bad. What was that, it was uh, like du- what was that uh, clown one he did? Fear. Uh, no, what was it called? That one wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't. It no, was... the clown one was pretty good. Um, Circus of the Dead. There you go. But there was a man. There was a clown. Oh, here it is. Uh, I watched this one because we got a screener set. Handy Dandy, uh, Devil's Devil's Junction. It was called Handy Dandy's Revenge. It was fucking so bad. <laughs> Actually, I gave it two and a half stars. Maybe I didn't think it was so. It was as I bad as it. I. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to watch it. Obviously. Yes. Ready for trivia? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. All right. Zeros across the board. However. The current standings for the year are at 21 for Joe, 20 for me, 18 for Steve. And uh, maybe if I win, I'm going to make you guys watch Trump versus Illuminati. We'll see. (laughs) Yes. Oh, you know, Steve's are going to watch it way before that. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's probably watching tonight after the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll go first. All right. So three actors star in Near Dark as well as Aliens. 
Name Ooh. their aliens' characters' names. Oh Christ! God. Okay. Um. <laughs> Lan- I mean, Lance Henriksen. Yeah, but name his uh, characters. It's, it's characters. Right. Uh, God, I can't remember. Why I can't. It's sad. I can't think of. It. You're asking our characters. We can't even remember <laughs> yeah. characters' names. I, I don't want to say them because third. I don't want to like give away. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who. Well, was. I mean, was... Bill Paxton, Lance Henriksen. I can't think of the third though. It was uh, oh. uh, his wife in this one. Is in Aliens. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. Yep. Man, you guys. Yeah, it's been too long since I watched Aliens. Oh man, I love Aliens. All right. I mean, I love Aliens. Yeah. God, oh, wait. let me just get, let me just get one. Is right. one? Is Hicks? I get a... No, Hicks is played by um, Michael Bean. Oh, that's right. God, dude, I have Lance. I have the Lance Harrison like figure the, of his <laughs> of the, He's a, the cyborg character. Um, God, yeah, I can't fucking remember. It's been a while too. All right. Well, we got Bishop. That's right, Bishop. Oh, Bishop. We got okay. Private Hudson. Hudson, yeah. Game over, man. Game <laughs> over. And we got Vasquez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Man, yeah. I thought those would be easy ones. Yeah, it's been too long. I love that. Yeah. I, I, that's one of my favorite movies, man. Love it. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Alrighty. So this one comes to us from Kayla. Kayla. Uh, she sent me this a, like a long time ago. She says we haven't done trivia in a while. Uh, in the ring. Ooh. What is Samara's last name? <laughs> Weaving. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That would be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no I, clue. Yeah, I have no clue. No. No. Uh, I'll give you guys a hint. Why not? Okay. It's the same oh. last name as another popular character named Dexter. Morgan. Morgan. It was All a right. That was a gimme. But that was a gimme. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Samara. Yeah. Right. Samara. Samara. I, I, I wouldn't know that either. To be to be fair. Kayla's bringing up the heat. Yep. Indeed. All right, my questions this week are all vampire related trivia questions from famous vampire mm. movies in honor of our movie near dark tonight nice so question number one who directed the lost boys oh, jerry bruckheimer he's more producer isn't incorrect he? really damn go swarm his house it just... is a famous director it's not jerry bruckheimer oh. I just lost this watch down the fucking 80s documentary. Damn, my homie Brent. This is his favorite movie. He's probably like I'll, g- I'll give Steve yeah. I'll give Steve a hint. I mean, I won't give a hint. I'll get let Steve have a guess if he wants, and then I will name off some of the other movies oh, he has directed. Okay. Go go ahead. I can't think of it. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm gonna give you the obvious one last. Yeah. Because okay. that will probably give it away right away. Okay. So this man has also directed The Phantom of the Opera, Phone Booth. Eight millimeter, and Batman and Robin. Oh, it's uh, uh, Joel Schumacher. Correct. Oh, good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Darn. That's not who I was thinking of at all. So, <laughs> wow, really? He did Lost Boys. Yeah. He passed away recently, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. A couple years. Um, ago. I think yeah, he did. He died. Uh, yeah, June twenty second, two thousand twenty. Yeah. I love Batman. And Robin's like one of my fucking. Uh, like, guilty pleasures guilty pleasure movies i love it I, I quote it all the time on let's speak bat bat nipples yeah it's a it's fucking schwarzinger man it just kills poison it. ivy it's though man oh yeah oh gosh man. damn yeah. hello all right how much money was caleb short for the bus in the movie we're watching tonight 
Three bucks. Three dollars. Correct, Steve. All right. Can you help me out? Be <laughs> a right. good boy. Which famous horror actor was a backup singer on Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Robert Englund. The- All right. Really? I saw this tick. I saw this TikTok the other day. <laughs> that, wow. That's me too. It was from TikTok. I, I, I know Robin England and Rick Astley. <laughs> you could fucking yep. believe it. That's strange, mm-hmm. right? I right. Know was, he, was he? A, was that? Was he like a singer before? I don't know. No, I, it's I don't know. So random. Yeah. It is. I can never hear that song the same again. Knowing that. Alrighty. That's Back to one. me. Yep. All right. How many characters does Cheech play in From Dusk Till Dawn? Uh, two. Three. Steve got it. It is three. So he plays uh, the Border Patrol officer, the doorman at the bar, and uh, Zeth Gecko's friend Carlos at the very end. If you can find cheaper pussy. <laughs> fuck it. All right. So, all right. What movie am I? I'll give you some clues here. All right. Remember, if you guess, you cannot guess until I'm done. Um black candle virgin two brooms in a vacuum focus 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 yeah, focus, yeah. joe got it joe got it first <laughs> all right technically black flame candle but that would have been a little too obvious. right yeah, 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 yeah right. yes 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 all right all right so we're actually recording on 420 today if uh ah, yes. potheads so, rejoice all right <laughs> so a little 420 inspired uh question here what's the name of the bong, an evil bong. <laughs> uh, Smokey. No. Yeah. I, I've mentioned I, I've it many never times seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Uh, bong. Bonger. Bongy. I'll, get, I'll give you guys a hint. It's a female. So it's a female. It is name. a female. Is it like weed related? No. Okay. Mary Jane. <laughs> no, it's not. It's oh, not that would be a good one. You think it would be that? It would it, be. It yeah. would have been, but it's not. A, it's not weed, really, as far as I know. Maybe it's a, a type of weed. I don't know, but um, I don't know. You guys give up? Yeah. Yeah. It's Evie. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. It's and, it's a girl character though in the movie. It is. Yeah. Huh. A sassy. <laughs> sassy bong. A sassy bong. <laughs> hey, for a. Uh, would you guys known who uh so evil bong had a a child gingerweed man would you you know who the father is ginger dead man yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it gets so crazy they're doing the last one now finally evil bong uh infinity so we'll see uh, how that goes yeah speaking of those for the collectors full moon is offering if you buy their year um, online subscription to their stuff, you get 10 free movies and an evil, it's either a Ginger Dead Man or Evil Bong collection set. So nice. it's like 50 bucks for all that. It's not bad. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone going to Texas Frightmare next uh, weekend, uh, Charles Band's going to be there and he's premiering Attack of the 50 Foot Cam Girl. So I'm going to attempt to attend it, but we'll see. <laughs> Just depends how the autograph lines are. All righty. Last one of the night. Tom Holland directed the vampire classic Fright Night, but what other horror film is he most famously known for directing? Child's Play. Oh, correct. Yeah, oh, that's correct. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Because Don Messina wrote the first one. That's right. Yeah, yep. That's right. Cool. All right. Uh, that concludes it. Two for me and Joe. Three for Steve. Tight race. 
for quarter number mm -hmm. two. All right, we got Near Dark. Let me pull it up right quick. Just while you're pulling it up, just for context, why we're doing this movie. Uh, when it was Nosferatu's 100th anniversary, uh, we did a vote for the uh, a vampire movie. We each picked one. This was Todd's pick. Uh, but because of you know absences and stuff like that and, and other things we need to do, we kept pushing it back and back and back. And so this is finally paying off that vote, which was, uh, it was I don't remember if it was number one or tied for number one, because uh, I know what we do in the shadows was also really close, if I remember. But uh, we did yeah. that movie instead because Todd wasn't there that week. And now finally we're doing Near Dark as well. So Sweet. All right, Near Dark, 1987, directed by Catherine Vigilow. A Midwestern farm boy reluctantly becomes a member of the undead when a girl he meets turns out to be part of a band of southern vampires who roam the highways in stolen cars. So we starts off with our hero, Caleb. He's a young cowboy guy. He's got the southern draw. He's got the cowboy hat, whatever. He goes to like a little hangout spot with his buddy. He sees this cute little blonde uh, fake licking on an ice cream cone. Down by, you know, on the <laughs> on the fucking, down the wall, whatever, down the line, whatever you want to call it. He goes up to her. He's like, man, I want to try to get her, whatever. But he succeeds. Gets her it gets her to come in his truck. They start flirting. He's trying to kiss her. She's playing hard to get, or so it seems. Uh, he takes her to, like, his horse, and the horse is deadly afraid of her. Eventually, though, he's like, you know what? I'm not taking you home. It gets kind of creepy in this part. I'm not taking you home until you give me a kiss. By the way, the girl is May. And uh, she ends up kissing him and stuff. Uh-oh. Bites him, though. Now we're going to have some problems. Um, lo and behold, eventually Caleb gets sick and because he's turning into a vampire, but he doesn't know. And then right before he gets home, he gets abducted by the vampire clan led by Lance Henriksen. Got Bill Paxton in there. Um, Bill Paxton's amazing. And then they say, hey, you got ultimatum. Either we turn you and you're one of us. Or we kill your ass. But to be one of them, you have to kill people, obviously, to feed. So he doesn't want to do it. He's uh, trying to hang on to his humanity. Um, meanwhile, May is feeding him, and his father and sister are cross-country looking for him, right? Cops are looking for him. And then we're also going around as this vampire clan commits heinous crimes, killing people, burning things, stuff like that. Leave it at that. Um, it's probably like fourth, fifth time I watched this movie. It's my favorite vampire movie I've, of all time. And I love the Southern aspect of it. I love Lance Henderson and the whole gang, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, anything is just amazing. No matter what he does, he brings an energy that is like unrivaled by anyone, in my opinion. So rest in peace to him. He plays like the, the kind of loose cannon of the vampires, right? He's just fucking great, dude. You got Homer, this like 10-year-old kid that's also <laughs> a couple hundred years old because he's stuck in a kid form. Uh, you got Lance Henderson's wife, which I think is kind of hot in this. And then you got, you know, like I said, Caleb and Maine, stuff like that. And they're just trying to fucking convert his ass. Um, but of course they get the police eventually catch up with them. And Caleb has to make a decision. Is he going to be with the vampire clan or go back to his family? Um, so yeah, long story short, I love this movie. But what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, so this was a first time watch for me. Had never seen this before. Um, really didn't know much about it at all. Besides that it was a uh, vampire movie. Um, man, if... If you told me this was like a vampire Western, my expectations going in would have dropped dramatically because like I am not a big fan of Western movies um, really at all. Um, but man, it really worked well in this movie. And I ended up really, really enjoying this one. I mean, I definitely had some issues with it, but overall, man, I really enjoyed the ride here. I never found it really boring. Like I was always interested in what was happening um it has that 80s aesthetic and vibe for sure um throughout 
uh, it was interesting too because like uh, when I saw it, it was Catherine Bigelow that directed it, I was like oh shit like she went on to win an Oscar and you know do a lot of really like really popular movies so it was cool to see like I saw that this was her first movie basically she ever directed so I was like oh shit like and it was cool to see kind of like her progression um, and I think she did a good job of this I loved I actually loved the western southern western southern setting here whatever you want to call it um, the desert scenes and like the dry um, landscapes really made the sun feel even more of a threat than it does in like other vampire movies you know and just the cast of vampires here is great like Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen like just kick ass like they're they're such like both badass characters Lance Henriksen does great as the uh, like basically the lead vampire um i i do wish we got i, I kind of wish i knew their backstories though right because you don't get like any like back like how did these how did they meet like how did they all get together i think that would have been cool was it necessary no but it you know would have made for kind of i think it would have been a cool prequel honestly if they if they like continued on with the uh the franchise after this but for this movie i, I really enjoyed it i think there's a lot of great action sequences here um especially like the bar scene and then the shootout at the uh uh like the apart the whatever the motel or whatever you want to call it um those two scenes in in general like almost just makes the movie um the my one main dislike i guess is the love story aspect here i, I just didn't feel the chemistry that much between uh caleb and that uh and may um and like caleb as our main character I felt like was lacking a little bit um but other than that i really enjoyed the ride yeah, um, kind of the same thing for me. Um, I, I thought I hadn't seen it, but as I was watching it, I think I did, but a long, long time ago, so I didn't really remember much of it. Um, you know, a lot of the same things that Joe said. Uh, one of my big issues is something that uh, you were mentioning in your synopsis there, Todd, is the beginning. Um, they start the movie by showing you how much of a dick Caleb is and how like he's really pushing himself on May and really creepily too like he does stuff that's really like rapey and I what, I ain't moving the car till you give me a kiss right exactly like stuff like that it's just like and yeah, this that, is who we're supposed was... to root for for the, for this fucking movie you know it's just maybe it's a sign of the times now maybe it's Def flew definitely and... definitely I think so yeah right uh, but it didn't come out like to me it was just like how am I supposed to root for this guy after watching all that shit um, so that, that was an issue uh i loved this like the big set pieces in this uh you know the bar scene the the van rescue scene and the final battle and stuff but i feel like everything in between was a little slow to me uh, i was like kind of waiting for something big to happen so that was also i guess a bit of a down uh one thing i absolutely adore about this though is how gruesome like the sun felt for these characters like a lot of these vampire movies, you know, they they talk about how dangerous the sun is, but you never really get to see it. And when you do, it's all it's not that gruesome. It's just like they just turn into dust or whatever. Whereas this one, you felt like how imposing the sun is to these characters. But at the same time, they didn't seem to really take care of themselves in the sun so much. Like for characters who've been alive for such a long time, uh, they're taking a lot of fucking unnecessary risks and stuff. That yeah, they cut it close a lot. A lot, right? Like. Yeah. Like you should probably prep this two hours before the sun goes down. <laughs> right, not twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that didn't bother me so much. Uh, it's just it was really cool. And fuck, I miss Bill Paxton. He is such he's so fucking good in this movie. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, same thing. You know, he's obviously always awesome. So yeah, I, I I loved it. Like I loved it, but maybe less than you guys. I think just judging by your uh, letterbox scores, uh, it's still a very very good film. Yeah. yeah. So so my gripes for it and. 
I guess more this time around. I think that they should have fleshed out the beginning more with Caleb and May like falling for each other because I understand Caleb's point of view because he's he's played as a horn dog and it shows like he sees a cute girl and he's going after her and everything. And I guess May didn't intend to like him and she was just gonna that's her like thing. Remember at the bar she like lures people in and because she's cute and things like that. But I wish like they would have had maybe like the night after where they come back again and he's like, come on, like he you know, maybe he's a little nicer in the second scene is him not trying as hard and then that would make it more believable than in just like two hours or whatever and then they're in love madly for the, till the end of time but um other than that like i hate homer with the passion i hate him and uh i don't understand like he grabs caleb's nuts and he's like don't mispronounce my name like how are you gonna mispronounce homer dude first of all you sound like a fucking idiot and secondly you're grabbing a grown man's nuts like that's not cool at all and then in the bar scene, if you guys noticed, when the waitress comes to them, he gets a, a napkin and he rips it. And he like lunges. I'm like, that. who, t- who told you that was scary, Homer, you fucking little creep? Um, but then it does have like a really scary scene in context where he, he uh, I guess, technically kidnaps Caleb's sister. And like, you know, like he's a lonely little fucker. So he sees like this young girl that he's probably going to want to convert. And then that's going to be his like girlfriend. And that's fucking creepy by itself because he's like an old man because he keeps calling himself grandpa so like you are attracted to a young girl so that's like a pedophilia kind of thing yeah they, they made that film it's called twilight <laughs> <So>. <laughs> which has always bothered me why would edward right be interested with a high school girl because he's like 200 years old and he's exactly. mature and she's i'm like that doesn't make any fucking sense but yeah anyway back to near near dark um the the bar scene is one of my favorites of all time because you got bill paxton he's just fucking with everybody like when he lets the guy choke him out and then he's like looks at the, his crew and he smiles it's such a cool scene and uh when caleb knocks out the dude and he's like did i do that and they all fucking laugh at him um i just loved it you know like my gripes are a little like the the love scene not being flushed out enough and caleb being a little bit inconsistent like he won't kill a trucker right to live but he'll have a shootout with the cops like where's like okay that's okay that's that's what you're going with but other than that like i just i just love this one yeah uh, i don't know what, what else to add like it's just like yeah. I said, the makeup it's straightforward was, yeah the makeup was great uh, i love the van rescue scene uh i thought that was a really cool like way to get them out of that situation um do I believe the cops wouldn't have surrounded the building? That's a whole other story. Uh, they just like <laughs> on one side of the story of the of the building there and stuff like that. But it was uh, the same cops that were in, in the Hitcher movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. But yeah, the characters were really cool. So, but Joe's right. I wish they were fleshed out a little bit more, and we got to find out a little bit more of what their deal was, and you know why they're traveling together. Why aren't they just basically nesting somewhere for a while? Uh, you get guess, a little bit. He said. I fought for the yeah. South. We for lost. South we lost. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So he's a Confederate. <laughs> and then Lance mentioned that he picked up his wife at that like years and years ago of that one stop that they drove. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Dude, it blows my mind. Lance Harrison was 47 when he filmed this. And he's like, I'm like, man, I was wow. like, in 87, he's, he's 47. Gonna, and he, and he's going to be at Texas Frightmare next week. I'm like, dude, the dude's like 85 and he's still doing cons. I'm like, that's insane to me. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it blew my mind. So it makes me want to meet him now because I'm like, man, I don't know how much longer the guy will be around. But Yeah, I met him a couple times. Cool. 
He's no, he is. I've, I met him once. Uh, he is really cool, but he's done like so many like iconic horror movies, really like Pumpkinhead and this and Aliens and yeah. I mean, he and yeah, he was all. I mean, he he was like the perfect. I feel like like kind of villain, sort of like head villain guy for this too. Like, and Bill Paxton was just like the perfect side character. But the mate, yeah, like you Steve said, the makeup is fantastic in this too. When they burn and stuff like that, it looked really fucking cool. And I loved the uh, spur throat slash uh, slash. That was fucking awesome. And yeah, I wish they maybe could have went. I feel like they could have went maybe a little further with the gore um, here and there, but. Overall, it was it was it was pretty solid. It, it was enough. Yeah. What, what did you guys think of the end? I I wasn't like I thought the final battle and stuff was really cool, but the mm-hmm. whole like unbecoming thing. yeah the transfusion thing and well, I don't know it just it was, <laughs> that that takes me back to um for the super nerds out there that watch like bonus features and stuff. Twenty eight days later had an alternate ending where Jim swaps his blood with the dad so he can be clean but you would have to get rid of every single drop of blood i'm pretty sure that's impossible so for that like transfusion to work with um humans it, i don't know if that would be feasible plus when caleb got converted it was his dad you can't you can't give your whole blood to a man right <laughs> so, like i don't know it, it's it's yeah. it's goofy if you nitpick it of course it doesn't make any damn sense mm-hmm. it was a little lazy for sure like but they had to do something right so it was just like well I guess this is the way to go. Another thought I had while watching this too, did did anyone else get like John Carpenter vampire vibes? Because I certainly did. And, and I was like, man, I was like, did John Carpenter kind of rip this movie off? <laughs> like, because it kind of felt like it. Yeah, a little bit. I definitely felt it. But that, that might just be because of the Western setting and vampires, you know, uh, and how brutal it was. Like, you know, that's another one that when the characters came out in the sun, they like fucking exploded in flames and shit like that. It was super gruesome but there, there's definitely he, he definitely saw this before making vampires you know i i think so all right well that wrap it up i think so yeah i don't have it's one of those like it's you know, solid there, and there's not a lot to talk yeah about. there's not a lot there's not a ton to talk about it, it's a good movie i'm very yeah. happy i finally got a chance to rewatch it after all these years I, this movie's been eluding me like it keeps going on fucking American services. I saw it, I think, like, on Netflix. It's on Shutter right now. It's, it's like, all these things that never comes to Canada, and I was pissed off about it. Uh, so I ended up just buying it on Xbox for... It was a dollar more to buy it than to rent it. So it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. So nice. I'll probably watch it again, like, in a couple of years. Like that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, going through IMDb for this, too. Like, and of course, we know what happened to Bill and Lance and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I guess May, like, she... I forget her name, Jenny Jenny Wright, I think her name is or something. But yeah, she did a couple movies and then just stopped. So it was mm-hmm. kind of hard to look up what happened to her. There wasn't anything like concrete. She's still alive, but I don't know if she got married or or what. But she's good, so kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But she did one con, so that's cool. Oh, did she? Oh, did she? Uh-huh. Was it a reunion or just... no? Some random thing. I know that Caleb guy wasn't he big in like some superhero TV show, what? like Save the sure. Save the World, Save the Cheerleader. I forget what it was called. The Heroes. Heroes. I, I believe he was in that. I never watched that. I just remember that line because Hayden Panettiere is hot. What did Homer oh, do? Yeah. Homer he, doesn't do cons? He, he was Nathan in, uh, in Heroes. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think I looked up little Homer. Little dickhead. Little Homer. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking weird, man. He's in the, Dude, he's in the girls. final girls? Yeah. Wow. Oh, he wrote it. Oh, he wrote it. He's wow. a writer. What? Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Yeah, Jenny Wright. There she is. Man, Bill Paxton is such a fucking loss. 
It is. Oh my god. So one of the greatest actors of all time. Man. It, it, it's Seriously. probably in, in my like this weird list to say, but in my like top five like hardest losses is yeah, Bill, for sure. Bill Paxton to me. I, I was mm-hmm. devastated when I heard that. He's so good in, was, in everything. How did he? Was it cancer? Did he have cancer? Oh, yeah. heart. Heart. It wasn't heart, 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 heart surgery, heart. right? Yeah. yeah. Heart surgery. Yeah. Wow. That sucks, bro. That's too bad. That does suck. Uh, I was. I just looked up Homer. His last acting credit was in 2007. He was in The Wizard of Gore. Oh shoot. Oh yeah. I think I've seen that. But yeah, he director. Uh, 99. He wrote some t- or created some TV show that went for like 62 episodes. That's cool. Right. Yeah. It was re- uh, that was my question though? Like the whole like he is like a pedof- pedophile right like in a way because like yeah. wouldn't like he he's so he could have just abducted a grown woman and turned her and it could have been his girlfriend right like i don't yeah. know like maybe because he thought a grown woman, woman I, wouldn't, there's some weird implications in this whole situation yeah, like right. if he, if he has a, a grown bizarre. woman she's having sex with a 10 year old's body even though he's a you know what i mean right so maybe he thought it would be like more normal yeah it's so weird. Dirty. Edward Maybe is too. Oh, Edward's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, he's right. Terrible. Yeah. He's a statutory rapist. And he was looking for it. He, he goes to high schools. Like that's. Why would you go to high school? He keeps going to high schools. Yeah, it's horrible. Like you can, if they're the like they're all powerful vampires, can they just forge fucking? Or they can graduate one time and just be like, I'm fucking young. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, yeah, man. They're that boy. Why would you want to keep going back to Seriously. school? Like, it's it sounds just awful. hang out with your stupid vampire <laughs> yeah. friends. Yeah. Then we got Jacob and printing on the Statutory baby. Like, rape. come on. <laughs> it's fucking That's terrible. the fucking weirdest thing <laughs> yeah. of all time. One, the CGI is some of the worst. It's like oh, the oh, that baby? bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, these vampires are fucking rapists, man. A lot of them. <laughs> Apparently, man. Some Jeez, weird shit dude. going on. I wonder what the diehard girls think about Edward. They probably think it's romantic. Edward. Oh, yeah, Sam loves Twilight. Oh God. What's her name? Belle. Bella. 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 Yeah. I've seen them all, man. Unfortunately. Me too. I've seen bits and pieces of them with Sam, and Jeez. I'm just like, Oof, man. I it blew my mind though when I saw that baby for the first time, and like whichever <laughs> sequel that was, I was like, what? Yeah, that was the last one. I was like, people were okay with this. Like, I was like, I feel like this should like people would have been laughing in the movie theater when that shit got shown. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Jacob imprinting on the baby. That's it's weird, right? But then it's even weirder thinking like he's probably going to be in that kid's life. And then thinking that he's he's in love with this child that grows up and he's just watching this child grow up and then eventually he's going to have sex with it. Yeah, that's that is fucking weird. Exactly. That is fucking weird, man. I cannot believe that was A-OK for a Hollywood movie. Probably wouldn't fly now after the, the Me Too movement, movement. No. But holy shit, mm-hmm. that's fucking weird, man. Right. I mean, like, you're not uh, fucking hanging out with my kid. I, 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 I've heard the arguments a million times from people who love that series. It's not like that. You don't understand. No, it's totally yeah. like that. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah, it's what disgusting. happens when you, you fucking, they're soulmates, right? Or some bullshit. Yeah, basically. When yeah. They're going to have sex eventually. That's fucking weird. And he's probably going to turn into a wolf during it. And that's even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> You know Jeez. what? We're watching all the Twilights and we're fucking. I know, right? We're yeah, basically yeah, we're like, we fucking should. Do a Twilight <laughs> review. I, I, we should fucking watch them all and just fucking. <laughs> I'm sure people would love to hear our thoughts. Yeah. Maybe all April the Fools one year we'll do a Twilight. That's a dedication yeah. though, watching all of them. I don't know, like I don't six. Know. I don't think just, I can just, handle just the it. first one's fine. 
<laughs> the worst ones. Uh, All right. Well, rate it. I give it a nine out of ten for Near Dark, or four and a half nice. out of five on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, despite some of its flaws and problems, I just really, I think the '80s aesthetic really helps it too. Like, I probably, if this was like a newer movie, I might not rate it as high. But man, like after watching this, I was like, man, I really miss the '80s like movies. Like, I was like, I need to go back and watch more of them because just like I don't know, there is really something about the '80s. Like, as cliche as it sounds, like I don't know, it was just different back then, and just like the look of the movie and everything. Um, well, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. No, go now's, now's your chance because uh, in three months we're doing our top of the I know. Years, so this right. I mean, that's is up there for me, baby. We yeah, need to, we um, need to figure out though if Aliens is considered horror because that's going to be right a serious contender. contender. Yeah, yeah. I see. I think Alien is a horror movie, but I would say Aliens is like straight sci-fi. Maybe we'll yeah. do a Discord vote, and if it if it's a yes, then we'll include it. If it's no, we won't. Yeah. We did straight. that with Jurassic yeah. Park in the nineties. Remember? That's true. Yeah uh but yeah anyway um i mean the action sequences and the and the actors and everything really makes up for the flaws and i enjoyed the hell of it i'm giving it an eight yeah i really like liked it too there's a lot to love about it like joe i love the aesthetic bill paxton oh god he's so good so good uh but i'm a little bit lower than you guys uh but still i mean still a decent score and that's 7.5 out of 10 um i will rewatch it though it's one of those that you know sometimes the initial viewing is a little different uh so i'm looking forward to watching again like in a year or two but uh, for now i think it's a solid movie and i'm glad i watched it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, 80s is gonna be impossible to top 10 it's gonna be really hard yeah. now i will I'll, spoiler that yeah spoiler i i doubt this will make my top 10 but i mean oh, i didn't really enjoy it. The, eight, yeah. the, <laughs> the 80s is just the 80s it, is just so stacked. strong man yeah. it's just so yeah it's so stacked well now i gotta decide 70s is gonna be so, but like, 70s is yeah. by far my hardest seven because they're it's 70s is really my decade but 80s is still tough yeah. there's I mean, a my lot favorite, it's probably yours the same for 78 yeah probably but <laughs> and then you got jaws you got everything dude exorcist oh, halloween tech oh, there's fuck, it's so much it's just that yeah. iconic stuff yeah. too like trendsetters mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely that's next mm -hmm. year's problem this year's problem is the 80s I'm, I'm trying i'm i'm trying i'm going through them like i watch at least one or two per week just uh yeah you know trying to hit the ones i didn't see or haven't seen in a long time and i'm waiting for my heavy hitters like i'm gonna rewatch alien i'm gonna rewatch uh lost boys the Fly. isn't alien 70s oh no it's aliens sorry i was gonna rewatch oh, okay. aliens yeah Mm -hmm. Lost Boys, yeah, 87, I think, or 86. Yeah, Fright Night, there's a bunch of... 85, Return of the Living Dead, Fright Night. Gosh, damn. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a stack That's list. the top 10 right there. Yeah, I have my mm -hmm. top, like, four, like, down pat, but it's yeah. the other six that I'm struggling with. If you met if I meet Henry next week, do I have him sign Pumpkinhead or Near Dark, though? That's the question, because oh. I already got some alien signed. So. Which one do you like better? Near dark. I mean, I like them both. I think I've been rating them both eights. I want to say. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's a tough yeah. one. I think I think I'd probably go Pumpkinhead. I don't did know. You get, did you get aliens for the first one? Few time you met him. Yeah, I have. I have a bishop figure. I like the bishop uh, Neca figure that where oh, he's like cut in yeah. half. Yeah, I had him sign that. Yeah. Yeah, I got an eight by ten for mm -hmm. my aliens. I gave Eric S. I actually Eric S. has one of those too. I got two signed, and he because I did like a giveaway, and he got one signed. I actually got two for Mondo because he gave me his figures when I went to Frightmare. Nice. Sign for him. Yeah, bitch. Please. Shout out to Mondo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bitch. I know you just mentioned Texas Chainsaw too, Todd. They're doing like a massive Texas Chainsaw reunion at Frightmare. I did. Mm -hmm. 
I got a uh, actually got a, po- a poster signed by uh, Gunnar Hansen and Marilyn Burns at CPA, and I'm gonna have the rest of the cast sign it. How much did that run you? It was two fifty for it's the two bad. of them. They're both gone on a post. Right, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. only gonna go so up in price too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Who's gonna be there, Grandpa? I have I, the only one I have from there is Grandpa. Uh, Grandpa, the hitchhiker. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, the trucker. Oh, the dude at the end. Yeah, and then all of the remaining living cast members. Uh, Marilyn Marilyn Burns, the only one that passed, right? Besides Gunner. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Franklin. He's director. Franklin. Yeah, Yeah, Franklin passed. So it's all the other original cast. Yeah. Darn man, they're dropping. Fuck, dude, these guys are dropping like flies. And then um, there's a couple of rare ones too. Um, the uh, writer is gonna be there. I don't have my shit with me, dude. I got, I got my yeah. Damn it, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Alan, uh, Alan uh, Danzinger, who played Jerry, is gonna be there. William Vale, who played Kirk. Terry oh McKinn, who played uh, Pam. And then uh, Kim Henkel, who's the writer. And then uh, the cinematographer, who's like really rare. Is Dude, he won. He won a best picture for cinematography for a movie. That's. I think he did. That's yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, damn it. Oh well. You can still get something signed if you want. Yeah. So, um, you guys are watching the seller. I mean, I'm probably yeah. Not I think gonna we're gonna cover attend, that, but yeah. I've already watched it. So if I can't attend, we'll just have mono on anyway. Like four people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you so, want to check out the seller, it's what service was is on Shutter. Shutter. Right? Yeah, so Shutter. it's on Shutter. Um, I think it's worth checking out. So and you'll talk. We'll talk about the review. But Joe will like one thing in particular for sure. Yeah, he knows. Goats. He saw it at the poster. <laughs> There's a goat on the cover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but is it a sexy goat? Just wait and Ooh, see. I don't. We'll no, see. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Big old dong hanging. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we have no one to close this out anymore. <laughs> right. Sam, Sam, come back to close this out. <laughs> yeah. Let me channel her. We should just have Sam record a voiceover just like with all that info. <laughs> we can do play it. But yeah, follow us. I'll do it. I'll, all right. Follow us on our Discord. We got a Discord. You can send us a private message to get on there. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search the Horror Squad podcast. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you next week, guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Whatever donkey pissed you're shoving down these cocksuckers' throat. Hey, hey! You spilled my drink. Well, why don't you lick it up off the bar, meatball? Why don't you lick it up yourself? Hey, ever tell you the one about Buffalo Bill? No, uh-uh. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? <laughs>